Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, girl. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? I feel so, 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 so good. Okay, that's like five so's. I have some exciting news. Okay. <laughs> so, my best friend, drumroll, is getting married. Woo! But that's the great part. But the great part, too, is that. What? Your girl, me, Erica. Is gonna be her maid of honor. Yay! <laughs> turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. So she's getting married next fall. Yes. But we've done so much stuff already, and Yay. I just I'm so honored. Like it was really cute how she asked me. Yeah. Um, she handed me a bottle of wine, which yeah. she knows I love. Right. And on it, it didn't have the regular label of like barefoot Moscato or anything. I'm it had a label. <laughs> not so not that I know my labels. <laughs> you do, obviously. <laughs> but it had it said, Erica, will you be my maid of honor? That's so cute. And I haven't even drank the bottle because I just want to, like, really? sa- savor it. I yes. mean, you can keep the bottle and drink the wine. You're right. And then fill it up with some, you know, I'm just ginger ale. To, I'm just trying to, like, <laughs> help. But that's no. so amazing. Like, I'm so, so, so happy for Tay. She, when she came to the birthday dinner, she was, like, um, telling us different things that she had done mm-hmm. and showing us different things. And I was, like, so hyped. Like, yes. I was getting married. Yeah, I was so excited. And then she was excited. We went um, wedding dress shopping, and I was just, I was assuming my maid of honor duties by, you know, taking all the pictures and yeah. sending them to her. Like, this is dress number one. This is number two. This is number three. <laughs> she found her dress. Like, yes. she found the maid of honors uh, and uh, bridesmaid dresses, too. Woo-woo! Which I still got to get that. But they're beautiful. That's and so I'm good. just so excited. And uh, we've been to a wedding expo, which yeah. I didn't even know they had, but it makes sense. It's like a million-dollar industry. Yes. So, yes. Because I was like, I not, obviously, I don't know anything about weddings. This is my first time being, like, involved in a wedding. I've always attended weddings. Yeah. But um, for the wedding expo, like, I didn't realize how much goes into it. Bruh. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. From DJs, photographers, yeah. videographers, um, photo booths. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. food, music. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy and um but it's really it's a yeah. fun journey it is I've, yeah. I've been in weddings but i haven't been the maid of honor so that means i don't have to do nothing but show up right so that so when you were saying all that i was like i know all that's involved but i've never had to do it like i literally showed up like okay what's your shop here? what time i need to be here yeah what that is the best job but i know like you're so 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 excited to be made of honor and to do your duty so that's like super super cool yeah so i'm so i'm so happy for her and i was with her and her fiance um, when they met. <laughs> so I will definitely be saying that in the toast. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get your toast ready. I was literally with him when he shot his shot. <laughs> and his homeboy tried to shoot a shot at me. I was like, uh-uh. Oh, that didn't work out for Eric. I was taken at the time in my defense. But, yeah. no, it's it's going to be really exciting. So 2020 is about to be lit. Listen. Litty. That's crazy because I have two people at my job that are getting married. Like, one of my coworkers is getting married. And she texted me, asked for my address. I was like, oh, I made the list. <laughs> I love weddings. I love to dress mm-hmm. up and be fine and yes. to, like, just to have fun. Like, me and Eric went to my cousin's wedding. I really tried to catch the bouquet. But, girl, I stayed far away. I don't know It why. was 10 o'clock and then threw it. Yeah, I said, you know what? I was like, all right, we're going to head out. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited about um her bachelorette party. Yay. Um, she already got where she want to go and, like, plan stuff and i'm like hey i'm here i got some ideas i sent her some ideas of Yay. what she would like to do like that's so amazing so 2020 is about to come full force and it's about to be lit because all of my friends have exciting stuff happening they do. in 2020 and so that's crazy because i've had like some people that i'm close to like text me and like tell me things that they're working on and things that they're doing i'm like oh we're not coming to play with y'all in 2020 like all the people in my life are coming full force to like handle up on their business and be some boss ass women yes. like we're not like i was really thinking about this today i was like y'all i'm really done playing small and i'm yeah. really done dimming my life for anybody and i'm really done like taking your feelings into consideration so i don't hurt your feelings yeah like that's canceled all of that but i feel it's like this canceled. is prime time this is the time that you need to be unapologetic for Listen, things i'm coming for everything that i've ever wanted 
And at this point in my life, you're either with me or you're against me. And if you're not with me, it's your loss. I'm I'm saying. Hey, but you better get on the team now. And you know what else I ain't playing with what? in 2020? These, these dating. <laughs> these dating We ain't playing with y'all. <laughs> so let's get into it. I am excited about this one. And it's two parts, y'all. We got two parts two for you. Two part two. Okay, so <laughs> dating. <laughs> I can't. I can't. So dating and relationships part one. Okay. Let's discuss dating questions we hate. Okay. Mm-hmm. For example, number one, can you cook? So. First off, let me tell you something. <laughs> First off, why are you laughing? Because this is question number one, and you already flipping your brain talking about <laughs> First off. Yeah, I really hate when men ask me this question because I feel like they're equating. It depends on the context that you ask it, first off. Yeah. But second off, like, I feel like a lot of times when men ask it, like, it's like a prerequisite. Yeah. If I'm, like, good. First off, sir, can you cook? Can you change yes. the tires? Can you yes. open this door? Yes. Can you... Okay, I'm not gonna say that because that's inappropriate, but can you do all these Can other you fix things? something around the house? Right? Can you fix my car? <laughs> can you come get me off the highway if I need... Can you cook? Do you know how not to burn something? Can you wash the dishes? Can you get a haircut? <laughs> and why are you worried about, like, why are you worried about if I can cook? We not gonna die. Oh, my God. I love to eat. What is... What is wrong with you? Because you were you were killing me over here. No, I'm serious. I'm crying like, over here. Some, I think it really depends on like the. Con- I know you got some more to say, but it depends on the context <laughs> that I? you ask women that. Like, sir, I'm over here trying to get to the money to be a boss woman. To be a boss woman, and you over here worried about if I can cook, sir. You need to be worried about am I gonna help you pay these bills, and if I'm gonna flip this shit, you worried about can I fry a pork chop? And it's stupid because what you been eating before you met me. <laughs> like, have you been starving? Because like, if you think that I'm about to cook 100 percent of these meals, <laughs> you are clearly mistaken. If you think I'm about to bust down some baby back ribs every <laughs> night for you, sir, and look at me like, oh my gosh! Like when I was younger, I used to have it bad about asking my mama what we was eating when I got off. You know, she banned me from asking it, girl. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to ask her, so I'd be like, oh, what you in the mood for today? <laughs> I used to do that to my mom, too. Or I'd be like, oh, your stomach is growling. I'd be like, mama, what you doing? <laughs> Around 5, 36 o'clock. Mama, what you doing? No, but for real, you think I'm about to sit up here and do all this stuff and just lay you out a four-course meal every day? It's a no for me, dog. No. So I have a question. Uh-oh. This is off topic. Okay. But it just came to my mind. So let's say you do cook for your man, right? right. Are you making his plate? Or are you make or is he making his own plate? It depends on how I'm feeling. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I'm not gonna lie. But <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It depends on how I'm feeling. Like, let's say if I done bust down these baby back ribs, you, you can't need to put be them fixing on your my own plate. <laughs> and you need to have me a glass of wine while I'm in here busting it down in the kitchen. You need to be like, baby, like, I got you when you get done busting these baby back ribs down. Well, I say, I will say in the women in my family, and I'm talking about my aunts and my mother and mm-hmm. my, um, well, actually, no, not my mama. So I probably got some of her, so it's probably going to be a no. Oh, <laughs> so, but my aunt who, she is the opposite. Like, she will be the last person to make her plate. Like, she will cook, and she will make her husband's plate, then she'll make her boy's plate. Yeah. And then she'll make her own. And then, my mama, she like, I cook, there go some plates over there, there's hey, a salad in the fridge, like. Let me tell you something about Harvey Wayne. Um, <laughs> my mama don't make his plate, but let me tell you, as soon as she says that, my mom, my daddy be on my mama's heels, <laughs> making his plate, trying to push me out the way. Yeah. No, but for, I would say it just really, um, it's probably a no for me, dog, but. I mean, it just really depends on how I feel like maybe I'm in a good mood and I make your plate, but it's not something that I'm about to do every single day. Like, I think my mom said that when they first got married, she did, but now they've been together like 35 years. She like, boy, if you don't get in there. I just feel like the least you could do is make his plate and um, pour me up a glass of wine. I know. Because I think, well, obviously the women in my family there come from like traditional, traditional old school. So I remember that they always said like, if you and your man are going or your husband are going to like a cookout, a barbecue, or something like that? Are you going to make his plate at somewhere like that? Cause you know, barbecue people be some other women over there. First of all, putting their catfish, Patty, coleslaw, um, Josephine. <laughs> they can all get these hands. <laughs> You're not making my man's plate. 
I was like, like you don't even need to look over here at his plate and look what he doing because all y'all can get cussed out at the family function. <laughs> so I think somewhere like that, yes, but, but okay, at home, like, bro, but you know like, why they say that women used to make their men's plates back in the day, right? I have no idea why. This is just what I heard. But no, just for like the way of the world, like especially particularly black men. Um, I was reading somewhere, I was listening to something, and they were saying like a lot of women used to make their men's plate like back in the day. You know, like especially during like the civil rights times and when things were a lot more tense than they are now, mm-hmm. because like they would like men would come, or black men would come in so dejected and tired and disrespected and yeah. different things like that, and they were like the least that I could do for my man. Yeah, it's make his, his, it's make his plate. So I feel like a lot of times that's where the context comes from, like making your man feel like manly and wanted and um, appreciated. I feel like that's why a lot of people did it. And I just feel like although, you know, we're mirroring sometimes where we are in a better space and they aren't coming in as, you know, deject. like obviously if my man's having a bad day or I'm trying to cheer him up or he's like busy and he's really working on something and he's focused and he can't really move or do something. Okay. In that instance, I might make him a little to go play. Yeah. And you know, bring him a little drink down there. <laughs> yeah. But like, this is not an everyday thing, sir. Like, yeah, you can get up, you can make this play and while you're at it, you can wash these dishes. So yes. Cause times are so different now. And I think that maybe that was a way for women to serve their man. Yeah. I mean, I'm a very thoughtful person and I, I love like doing things like that would make him feel you know, appreciate it or whatever. I'm not making a plate every day. But, like, I may even, you know, make your lunch one day. Right. Just random stuff. But don't be over here, like, just, you gonna make my plate. Sir, I don't, especially if my schedule now, the way my schedule is now. Sir, you better be happy if I, I make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> exactly. I'll be so tired when I get home. I don't even want to make myself a plate. Girl. So, it's like. Yeah. I just don't, I just. I don't know, but watch me talk all this mess, girl. You know me. I be, you know me. I be talking big shit. Watch me make this play. I know. Watch- I can see us at the family function. You're smooth. I thought she wasn't making this play. Mind your business. Now I'll do it out of the function because um, I don't. I'd hate to have to get patted down. I don't. I don't want to do that to nobody. <laughs> I hate to get uh, patted down. I just want to let you know. I'm sorry, friend. You had some. More okay. Yeah. We ha- we are number two. <laughs> Second question that we hate dating questions is. Why are you single? Okay, I hate this. Um, I, I literally hate, hate I hate this it because question. you're implying... Okay, it depends on the tone that you're asking. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are other ways to ask this question. Yeah. The most simple, basic, unintelligent way to ask this question is why are you single? Yeah, like it's a bad thing. And I, and I feel like a lot of times when people ask it, they ask it as if something is wrong with you. Right. I think be I don't think there's anything wrong with being single. I think being single is a choice. I think a lot of people just get with people to be with people. Yeah. And you can just you can be you can have a man and be in a relationship and be so lonely because yes. I I've I've been in relationships where I've talked to people with different things like that and been so lonely. And to me when you ask me that question, like you're trying to see quote what's wrong with me. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with me that's like why I'm single. I'm just not settling. I don't like the why part of it. Like I like it, to me, it's not a compliment like, oh, well, I would expect you to be with somebody. So why are you single? Like, I, first of all, I'm single because it's a choice, right? That's first thing. But I don't like, like you said, the connotation behind it. Like, why are you single? Now, sometimes I'm like, I'm funny and I'll ask somebody like, are you single, single? Lord. Hey, or- that's the difference because let me tell y'all <laughs> something. Press pause. Um, I just want to make this PSA for somebody. Um, if you have somebody... That think they your chick. <laughs> you ain't single, bro. <laughs> or if you got somebody that's sweating you, like, all day, every day. You ain't single, bro. Please, <laughs> you ain't single. And stop sliding in DMs. Yes. We don't want no parts of it as women. Yes. When I say single, that means you don't have, nobody's going to be upset when they see you with me. That's right. what I mean. We ain't going to have no problems. Yes. I ain't going to cuss nobody out. I don't want to show up embarrassed. Right, because then as soon as we get in private, it's, it's me and you, it's your ass. Oh, oh, on, oh, on everything. On what? <laughs> like, as soon as that car door shuts, you better protect your head, my nigga, because I'm coming full force. Yes, like, I don't, I don't, to me, I'm like, okay, I never asked a dude, well, why are you single? Like, what did you do type of thing? I never even asked that. Me neither. First of all, why, how about are you single? Or why why have you decided to be single? Yeah. Or, you know, when was your last relationship? Like there's like you said, there's a different way to ask it than why are you single? Like yeah. because I'm I, I don't even know how to answer that question, to be honest. I hate answer and I would look at you like you're crazy. Like I hung out with one of my homeboys over the break and we were just having this really good conversation and 
he basically asked me the question, but he asked me in such an intelligent way that like I didn't even realize that's what he asked me. Yeah, it's like and he got a way better answer. Yeah, because it's like <clears throat> I don't I don't know why are you single because I'm single. I think a like, lot of people. I think a lot of people when you're when you're asking questions when you're first getting to know people. I think sometimes people are just so blunt and it comes out the wrong way and that's not necessarily you know what you meant but I do think you have to be very careful of like how you say certain things because me I'm speaking for me and myself I'm a very analytical person I analyze every single thing that you do every single thing that you say every single gesture that you make so you really gotta be kind of like I guess like careful with me because like I'm overanalyzing it. Like, oh, why did he ask me that? Or does he think I'm this way? Or does he think I'm that way? You know? Yeah. And I think it's okay to, like, say, to speak up and, you know, rephrase it a different way. Or if you don't like the way it's phrased or you don't know what he mean, ask him, like, okay, like, what do you mean? Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know how to answer this question because I choose to be. Like, I don't (laughs) know. I don't, because he ain't found me. Like, what am I supposed to say? I don't know. I agree. I'm single because I'm single. Because I'm not married. That's why I'm single. (laughs) Like, um, so another question, this is petty of me, but I hate when guys say this to me. Uh-oh. And this is just something really petty and annoying. But I hate when a guy sees me in a mall, in a restaurant. Actually, this happened to me at, like, Chili's. When okay. I went in, he worked there, um, at the little to-go cor- uh, counter. Uh-oh. And I, it's, I couldn't get my whole Nike shoe in the door. And you know them types before, before you even see them. You know. <laughs> he was like. Smile. Why you ain't smiling? I hate... Sir, why are you in my well, face and you're supposed to be working? First of all, the sun is in my eyes. I haven't <laughs> even entered the door yet. Like, I can't see. And so, I don't like that um, because I know that my facial expression could look very, like, resting bitch face. I was about to say, yeah, resting bitch face. I know I do, but I could be having the best day of my life. Right. But not be walking around with a plastered smile on my face. Yeah. I like my smile. That's, like, one of the things I really like about myself. And I'm like... I don't have. If I walked around with a big ass grin on my face, I would think you're crazy. You'd be like, "Oh, hey, what's wrong with little baby?" Because <laughs> baby crazy. But he said that, and it threw me off. And I was like, "I'm." I said, "Actually, I'm having a great day, and I'm just here to get some food." Like that's yeah. all I said. And he was like, "Oh, okay. Well, let me go find somebody to help you." So you couldn't even help me with it. You, so what are you doing up here? But my thing is like, guys will say stuff like that because I feel like you have nothing else to, better to, to say. say. You have yeah. nothing else. You could have been like, hi, welcome to Chili's. How about that? That's your job. Welcome to the to-go counter. Something <laughs> else. But he can't even help you with that. <laughs> he could not. I'm correct. <laughs> so that's something else that I don't like. Like, don't tell, don't walk up to me and be like, smile. Like, right. What? I don't know you. Right? So, so I got something that I don't like. Okay, what is it? Okay, so I've been working on this. So I have a bad habit, Erica knows this, of saying, like, if a dude walks up and talks to me, like, even if. I think you're cute. I just have a bad habit of saying I have a boyfriend. I have a horrible habit, and I've been stopping that lately. But, girl, I hate when I say that and I go to all that trouble to lie. And a dude busts out with, oh, so your dude don't let you have friends. <laughs> I hate that because it don't work. It doesn't work anymore. Maybe like he don't let you have. So when I was in Miami, he didn't have no type of dude. He was like, so your dude don't let you have friends. I looked at him like he was crazy. I was like, no, he don't. I was like, he does, but I don't know you. I hate that. Like, sir. If, here's the thing, like, when oh I'm in a gosh. relationship, I'm, like, super loyal. Like, ain't nobody else. There's nobody else. We ain't having, like, any friends that you had before me, you're more than welcome to keep them. That's cool. But we're going to have to reevaluate these friends that come in after me because we just going to have to. Yeah. So why would my dude that I'm building a foundation with want me to be friends with somebody that's interested in me to mess up what I didn't work for and I didn't train for? Yes. No. And I, I hate when guys ask that they're like, you don't want no new friends or you don't need no friends or we just can't talk or we just... No, I, I can't that. be friends. I don't want to be your friend. I got a friend. That's like that song. What your man got to do with me? I got a man. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Because then we're going to have problems. Yeah. I used to use that excuse or this sounds horrible, but I'm always with my female friends and I would like say, no, I actually, this is my girlfriend. You know what? Dudes don't care. They don't. That actually is like, oh, for real? They be like, like, no. they be like I take both y'all. You <laughs> You will not. <laughs> hey, ladies, I just want to put y'all up on game. Get a Google number. Like, if you ever feel threatened, no, seriously. If you ever feel yes. threatened uh, with a guy, get a Google number. Give him the Google number because guys are getting smarter and they're calling you on the spot and they putting us I on blast. Too. Hey, and then get in the car and block that ass. Yes. You're welcome. Yeah, that is the genius idea. So we've heard. Um, 
<laughs> hey, we've done it. I'm yes, sorry. We have. we have. Like, I'm real. I'm real particular about who I give my number to and who I give my time to. Yeah. Like, you can be fine. You can be all these things, but that don't mean you need to have my number and I need to entertain well, you. Well, this is also another suggestion. If you forgot to go ahead and set up your Google number, you can always get hit. Say you're getting his number. So instead, you're not putting your number in his phone, and you could be like, "No, nah, I'll just take your number." Yeah. And you put your number in his phone, and then delete it or whatever. Yeah. They getting smart, ladies. So yeah. we gotta we gotta stay on our toes. And ladies, if you are gonna lie and say this is your name, make sure you stick to the lie. I hate that. And well, first of all, if you, I've had this girl who I'm no longer friends with, but we used to always be out somewhere, and she would give somebody would ask her her name, she would give him my name. Don't do that either. Don't give me, oh, yeah, my name's Erica. No, it's not. Because now he's going to be walking around calling Erica's name. And I'm like, no. So, yeah, I have a staple name that I used to use. And if I ever have to bring it back out, that's what I'm going to do. I'm crying. (laughs) So, I always, I also hate when guys use, like, cheesy pickup lines. Yeah. Or they're, like, corny, but they're trying, or, like, they're just trying. Like, they're just not themselves. Yeah. Or they'll say, like, something dumb. They'll say something kind of low-key rude a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Also, I just want to stop this. Please stop trying to touch me. Please yes. don't touch me. I'm really particular about when people touch me. Like, I only want you to touch me if I want you to touch me, and I'm going to let you know if I want you to touch me. I don't like, like people touching me. Like, we, like we, you don't have to touch me. You no. don't have to walk up and try to caress my back. Like, don't grab my waist to try to get behind me and move me sir, to the side when no. <laughs> there's plenty of room. I, Girl, I ain't even in room, sir. You just brushed up on me for no like reason. you grabbed both of my hips. Like, <laughs> we and Erica was somewhere. Erica said, somebody just touched my ass. <laughs> I don't know who it was. I couldn't turn around. I was like, uh-uh. Somebody. I was like, it wasn't me. <laughs> somebody literally did that. I was like, okay. No, but for I just want y'all to stop touching us in the cl- Like, just touching us, period. And please don't walk up on me real quick because I'm not. This is why we have to get sections when we go out. <laughs> yes, because if you walk up on me real quick, like, I'm going to be on a alert and I'm not gonna want to talk to you like you gotta let me tell you something I was talking to my homeboy one day I was talking to Sheldon and I was like look Sheldon because he was we were talking one day and I was like when I'm out and about especially like if you notice like I move around a lot and I'll look around a lot and I was telling him, I was like I can see a mile away if a dude is gonna bring his ass over there yeah and he was laughing at me he was like yeah because you'll disappear quick I said listen I will duck I will dodge I will hide behind <laughs> Sheldon no there are, I will stay in my section I will not come to the edge like Leave yeah. me alone. And I just want people to understand that no means no. Yes. Like, if I'm not interested, that's okay. But there are me and another one fish that are interested in you. Like, don't be upset because I don't want you. Yes. Or I'm not interested. Or I got a fake man. So And I, that's why we go we we go out to have fun, to dress up, to look cute for each other. Like, we don't go out to try to talk to people. Oh, I hate when people are like, who are you looking good for? So I'm looking yes. good for myself. I can't stand that question. Even if I am looking good for you, I'm looking good for myself. Yeah, I, I'm looking good for me. Listen, and if you happen to think I'm fine, then Which you should. great. Because you're very Smart lucky. man. <laughs> I'm making help you out later, but. Oh, uh, what else? Can you think of anything else? It, but those are some good ones. Like, those are probably the most frequent ones yeah. that we get. I'm sure there's more. But... I just feel like a lot of, I feel like some of these questions that we ask are like, there are more that we're probably forgetting. I feel like a lot of times they're asked as prerequisites to see if we qualify to be with you. So I need to be asking you questions to see if yeah. you qualify to be with me, if we're just being honest. Yeah. So I don't know. That kind of goes hand in hand with how you're approached. It does. You know, or, you know, maybe first impression on the first dates and stuff like that. So let's get into our part two of dating. And relationships. This is a deep one. You know, we always got to hit you with something to make you think about something. So, this one is, can you see the will of God in the person you did not get? So, basically, recognizing why that relationship wasn't for you. Yes, for a thousand. (laughs) Final answer? Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. So, can I mean, can you see that? Can you see, oh, man, God, thank you. You was really looking out for me. Yeah. I'll say this. Anybody that I've ever dated or dealt with or anything like that, for the most part, they're a really, really good person, and they brought a lot to the table. But I had to realize that just because you're a good person doesn't mean you're my person. Yes. And just because you're a good person don't mean that you line up for the vision that I'm supposed to carry out for my life and the person that I'm supposed to support. I really feel like every relationship that I've ever been in was supposed to teach me something and it was supposed to stretch me. I feel like at that point in time, I was supposed to be in your life to love you, to teach you, and to hold you down for whatever point yes. that was. And I, I had to realize 
I had to learn to look back and look at my relationships for what they were. I treasured the good. I took what I could and I learned out of it. But there is nobody that I've ever dated that I've just that I've seriously dated that I've been with that I won't. Yeah. And if I had been with them, I don't think I could have carried out the purpose of my life. Like, for instance, like, I just knew I was going to marry my high school sweetheart. Like, my mom teases me to this day because I was head over heels in love with him or with, you know, what love was at that time. Mm-hmm. And... I loved him to the best ability, and I guess he did whatever he could. Anyway, that's another story for another day. And, like, he's, obviously, he's totally different. But, like, I think, like, I definitely think I still would have went to college because, you know, but I think about what I have my master's degree. I think about what I have, you know, the job I have. I think about what we be friends, what we be building our brand, what I be out here being a free spirit, living my best life, work, you know, working on building a business and doing all those different things because he is totally different now, and he kind of had, like, he didn't have like an open mindset like I had. Like we were built totally different. There are people that you know I've talked to or dated or whatever in college, and they've been amazing people, but they still wouldn't have fit the life or what I'm doing now. And I've had to realize that they were seasonal people. And I think sometimes where we get extra heartbroken or we get extra sad, and we end up and we end up wasting our time, you know. Um, on people is we hold on to people that we should have let go a long time ago. Yes, I definitely do that <laughs> in my history of dating. And I think when I first realized the will of God and the person I didn't get this, the first time I learned this concept was, well, it's story time, y'all. So I'm about to tell y'all a, I'm going to keep it short. But the first time I realized it is when I was 19 years old and I was in college and my boyfriend at the time, um, we have been friends first for many years. Like, I mean, since we was like four, five, six years old. Yeah. And so our families were close. We knew each other. And so when we went to college, it was actually a long distance relationship because he lived uh, or he went, he played football in the college he went to at the time. So I remember um, I just thought this was the man I was marrying, y'all. Girl. I just knew it, like you said, for what love was at the time. Um, he had bought me a promise ring. Girl. Girl. I was like, oh, this is it, y'all. It would have <laughs> been Because he had bought it from an actual jeweler place. He oh, had he bought did. it from, from uh, I think it was Jared Jewelers. Oh, he went to Jared. There's a point to me telling y'all this. So, anyway, he said that when he gave me the jewelry, he was like, yeah, babe, you know, in six months they let you upgrade. And he was like, I'm definitely going to get you something bigger because I know, you know, you deserve the best. And, like, I was like, okay, that's around Christmas time. That's cool. I'm crying. So <laughs> cut to, like, around fall break. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> He comes to my school to visit me for his whole fall break. We had the same yeah. fall break. So he stayed at my apartment, and things were just very weird. Like, something in my gut was like, he is not acting the same He's not even, like, he's acting like he halfway knows who I am. He was treating me completely different. He wasn't affectionate. Like, he was just kind of, like, agitated and irritated the whole time. Like, say, you brought yourself down here. Yes, exactly. So, I couldn't figure it out because our relationship dynamic was very fun. Like, we were always joking with each other, laughing at each other, and then it was just weird. And so, um, I couldn't figure it out. So, the last day he was there, he was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and... um, exchange your jewelry next time I see you, which we had already planned when the next time was going to be. So I was like, okay, whatever. The last day was actually an okay day that we had together. We went to eat, and then um, it was time to take him to the airport. So as soon as I dropped him off, I was like, make sure you text me when you um, get to your gate to make sure, you know, everything's cool. He was like, all right, cool. Said our goodbyes. I'm not even 10 minutes down the highway, y'all. Child. He texts me. I'm like, dang, that was fast. You got through security. He must have ran through security. Right. He texts me and said, Erica, I just can't do this anymore. I'm just not happy. Hold I don't want to First of all, you could have told me that before you laid up all week and ate my food. All week. All week. And drove around my little Mustang around San Antonio. I'm okay. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> I could have knocked your ass right back off at the airport where you came from. He texts this to me, you guys. So he must have texted me like right before he got on the plane because I wasn't able to call him and he wasn't responding to my text because obviously I was living and I was going to turn that little Mustang around Let me and find him. That's like a punk move. Yes, it was such a little move, right? Like, he could have told you that. I, I'm serious. First of all, that would have made me mad because you had to go buy groceries. Yes. To entertain him and to feed yes. him and to make sure that his little tummy wasn't hurting. Yes. So, so it gets worse. Um, 
so I literally was so distraught that I pulled over and I could not, I just started crying. Yeah. And I was like, Erica, pull yourself together because you got to meet your classmates so you can finish your project that's due tomorrow, right? So I make it to meet my classmate and I was like, hey, can we reschedule for like two hours later? Because I just, I, something came up. So I'm calling him, I'm calling him. I'm like, I know he landed. I know he at home. Like I didn't even get a, I land, nothing. It was like he just, evaporated in American Airlines. He got your message. <laughs> so, um, I was so distraught that I called his mama, y'all. I called his mom because I was still, like, close. I said I was close to their family and stuff. So, I call her, and I'm crying, and she's trying to calm me down because she doesn't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, basically, she was just trying to tell me, you know, sleep on it. He's going to contact you. Like, she, she was trying to calm me down. Yeah. But I could tell that she didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So, anyway, a few weeks go by. Still don't hear from him. And I'm hitting him up on Facebook because that's all we had at the time. Yeah. And still nothing. So then um, one random day, uh, I get a phone call from him and my punk self don't answer it. And he called me like five times and texted me several times after that and I still didn't respond. Because I was like, oh, so I've been calling you for two weeks and then you want to call me once and think I'm going to pick up. No. So my roommate had to convince me to go ahead and talk to him. Yeah. So I did. I picked up the phone and he immediately sounded like somebody died. And this is how I think when you were talking about people just hang on to stuff and they don't know when to let it go. I'm that person. Like I will put somebody's feelings before mine to where when he called me, I thought it was something wrong with him. Something happened to his mom, his dad or his sisters. I didn't even think that he was calling to tell me like what he had been doing. So he calls me. He sounds so distraught. He sounds, his voice was shaky. His voice was tight. Like, he was about to cry. Like, when you get that, like, okay. tight throat. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he basically tells me that he had been messing around with some girl okay. at college. And now she's pregnant with twins. Two? Two babies. Two babies. So, how does a 19-year-old girl take that? First of all, how did you lay up in my house all week? That's exactly why he was acting the way he was acting. Because he knew that. He was going to tell you. Yeah. And so, long story short about when he told me, it was so crazy because it was the weird thing that I had been friends with him for, I've known him forever. And so, in the back of my mind, he hadn't even told his mom, he hadn't told nobody but me at that moment. And I was just like, I remember saying to him, I was like, I don't even think you understand what you just did or what you put yourself through just now. Like, I was even worried about him. Like, what are you doing? You you had a great life. Like, now you just out here just sleeping with people and getting them pregnant? Yep. So, anyways, after he (laughs) told me everything, he proceeds to still call me and still text me like we cool. We not. And I was still picking up and answering. So, at one point, I told him, look, he was... um, He was talking to me, and I just told him, look, I can't do this, because I obviously still still care about you, and I can't do it. So, that was that. Then, like, maybe a couple days later, I get a text talking about, hey, call me. So, I was like, he don't never text me like this. You know, you can tell somebody by the way they text. And I was like, he ain't, this is not how he texts. So, I was like, I ignored it. And then, I get a call. So, I'm like, okay. And, of course, I answer. And um, it was... Uh, some girl on the phone. Ma'am. She was like, uh, who is this? I was like, you called my phone, boo. Like, how you gonna call me talking about who is this? Right. So she was like, who is this? Because the number's not saved. And I was like, um, okay. I was like, you called my phone. And she was like, well, I don't know who you are, but I seen your text messages, and I just want you to know that I'm pregnant with his kids, and I'm wearing his ring. I was like, his ring? I was like, y'all married? I was like, y'all engaged? Like, what is this? So she starts, like, I start describing the ring, right? Remember yeah. I told y'all he got me a ring, a promise ring. She was like, well, how would you know what it looks like? Because it was mine, sis. That's exactly what I told her. And she was like, you lying, you lying. Just call me all kind of bitches. Then how would I know exactly what the ring And so like? I told her, I'm like, well, anybody that, if, when you have real pieces of jewelry that you have, like, the insurance papers with your name on it and stuff, and so I said, well, if you don't believe me, you ask him for them papers. And I was like, he can't give them to you because I got them. And so she was like, she was just going off. And so I hung up. After I hung up, he called me. He texted me. He's like, you know, apologizing to me and like defending me over her, like telling me, I don't know why she's calling you and bothering you. I didn't mean for her to do this. I'm so sorry. Like I, like he was, and I was like, I don't want any parts of this. So fast forward, 
she was still threatened, I guess, by me. So she was like having her friends hit me up on Facebook, threatening to beat me up. Like, it's never that serious. <laughs> I just feel like if a dude don't want you, he don't want you. Like, no, it's, so, it's never that serious. Like, that's so embarrassing for her. So, and I was really, really hurt by this, y'all. This is my first like serious heartbreak. And so then when she had the baby, she actually had one child, and the child was born exactly a year from when. He told, he told her, he told me she was pregnant. So unless you're an elephant, you don't take 12 months to have a baby. So basically what happened was that she said she was pregnant when she, she really was, wasn't. And then she got pregnant. Then she got pregnant. Because I guess she thought he, he was going to be somebody, going to be a football player, whatever. I don't know what she thought. But she basically was not pregnant when she said she was. Because that baby was born in September and that's my birthday month too. Ain't that crazy? And it wasn't even twins. So it was just a whole bunch of crap. And I was like, now cut to now, he's he's not with this girl. He's got other children by other women. Um, I think he's married now. I don't know. But I said, God, thank you. Because this was the man that I thought, oh, this is about to be my husband. No. I was like, and like I said, like now when I see him or when I've seen him, it's like, no. That never. you would never fit in my life right now. Like, how Girl. my life is going right now, you would never fit. You wouldn't get it. So, I said all that long story to say that, yes, I recognize why that relationship wasn't me, but I learned a lot about myself and the strength yeah. that I have Same. at 19. And yeah. that was damn near over 10 years ago. So, yeah. y'all, I'm telling you, when you think you in love and you think... Oh, why did this happen like this? It happened for a reason. You just can't see it right now. And that's so crazy. I was just having a conversation with my cousin. And um, we were talking about dating. And I was just talking to her about some dating things. And how I was feeling. And different things like that. And she told me something very interesting. She was like, she told me basically, she was like, if I hadn't went through, she was like, if I hadn't went through all of the frogs and all the things, you know, that I went through in dating other people, then I wouldn't appreciate this man that I got now. Like, I wouldn't value him and love him and ride for him like I do. And I will say that, like, now I'm in a position to where whoever um, I decide to be with and to be in a relationship with, like, he's getting the best version of me. Mm -hmm. Like, he's getting the version that nobody else has gotten me. Like, he's getting the version that has worked on herself. He's getting the version that's going to ride for him. He's getting the version that's going to have his back. He's getting the version that's going to love him like nobody else. Like, he's getting the best version of me. But I feel like everything that I had to go through with relationships being sad, being heartbroken, being disappointed, being discouraged, not feeling good enough, not feeling pretty enough, not feeling smart enough, just feeling devalued as a woman and as an individual, like... Now it's allowed me to, you know, realize my worth and to realize, okay, like, Shelby, you had to feel all of those things in those relationships. Yeah. So you can know that you that bitch when you get with the right dude. And that's so true because I always, I did, when that was my first time being cheated on. And that is the worst feeling you don't, I don't wish that on nobody. Because when you get cheated on, it's not your fault. It's not anything that you did. That's, that's his insecurity. And I thought it was because, this is telling a little bit too much of my business, but um, I wasn't putting out at 19. Yeah. And that was, I don't care what nobody say, that was the reason why. And then we were in a long-distance relationship. Like, he wasn't fulfilled in that way. So, but I'm glad that I didn't, that I stuck to what I was, what I believed in at 19. Yeah. Because, let's say that I did give in to him. I didn't want to be baby mama number two, three, four, whichever one it was. Yeah. So I was like, Erica, you should be proud of yourself that you said that you wasn't going to do this and you didn't. So now it's really her loss. She the one over here got to deal with him for the rest of her life with this child. Right. So, and the other baby mamas too. And the other several ones. So <laughs> so that's what I mean. I'm like, yes, that was the will of God for me to not be yeah. with him. But you said something else that's so important that I want to point out. And I think it's very important, particularly for women like if you have like a sense with you know not having sex or not doing this or taking things out like that like you have every right to do that and to feel that way because we forget that when we give our bodies um to our partner that that's a soul tie like they are connected to you yeah like i know for me 
Like, you have to connect with me mentally and emotionally before I can even think about physical. Yeah. Because I feel like if I can get you mentally and emotionally, you can get me into mentally and emotionally, everything else is cool. Like, that's not going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that so many times people just give away their bodies and give away their bodies. And if that's what you want to do, that's cool. But I feel like if you're convicted about it, like, don't let nobody punk you out of it. Yeah. Don't let nobody down talk you and different things like that. Because I feel like a lot of times, not saying all men, but I will say some men, like, sometimes it's just, like, I feel like men can... Not all men, but some men can just have sex to have sex. Yeah. Like, for women, it's emotional. For women, it's deeper than mm-hmm. that. For women, it's like a soul sign. We over here planning, you know, the next date and introducing to our family and our wedding and yeah. all that different stuff. And, like, for me, when I realized that, that was a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, I've had to stick to my boundaries about it. And I've had to just really be ten toes down about it because, for me... I just feel like if you can't respect me in a decision that I make about my body, then what you, are you going to respect me in anything else that I do? I know because a lot of people will just give in to something like that just to um, appease the man. But what if he get it and then he gone? Then what you going to do? Then you're going to be feeling dumb. And I feel like that's what I was at that age. I was like, I wasn't trying to do all that. And I was like, but it was very hard. It was very tempting. Yeah. Because I was like, I loved him. Like, you know, but I was like, Erica, like, I'm. how dumb would you feel yeah. if you went the opposite of what you believed in. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I just think, yes, you should always just stick to your boundaries because men, they always going to They can try. always get some. Yes, and they always going to try to. So, yeah. um, it's up to you. Like, Yeah. And I just know. feel like as a woman, like, you shouldn't... Don't do it until you want to do it. Yeah. Like, you don't... It don't matter. It's like, tempting, though. The temptation will be there. Listen. It's um, very tempting. I can attest to that. But when you put yourself in, like, tempting situations, it'll make it worse. Yeah. But... That's the part. Like, you got to be very careful, like, what positions you put yourself in and, like... Not positions. (laughs) You're childish. You're so Sorry, we were doing so well. (laughs) You're doing horrible. First of all, Erica's so pretty. Because I wasn't even thinking like that, actually. Sorry. That was very inappropriate. I'm sorry. Um, What were you saying? I can't remember because you're childish. (laughs) Oh, when you put yourself in different situations... Okay, thanks. Then... (laughs) It can be really tempting and really hard and different things like that. But then also, I just feel like if you set up boundaries and somebody really cares about you, then yeah, they're going to rock with it. Mm-hmm. That is very true. But you didn't ask me. That's just what I heard. I think that was a great thing to conclude our two-part dating and relationships. Let me tell you something. Y'all, that was almost the whole show. Let's keep it <laughs> moving um, to the journey. So this is where we talk about our journey on building our brand, all things melanin, and just something that we learn, maybe some tips or tricks or tools that we could share. Mm -hmm. So this time we want to discuss ways we have maintained consistency while balancing our life, work life, social life, building the brand, taking breaks when needed, and being able to determine what to pull back on to maintain that consistency. Um, I think it comes down to two things. I think it comes down to us communicating um, around the clock about any and every little thing, just making sure that we're both hurt, like, me and Erica talk about everything, like, personally, but also in our business. It can be, like, the smallest thing. Like, we discuss it, we talk about it, we communicate it, and we make sure that we're on the same page. Because me, it don't matter. I need us to be on the same page about the little things and the big things and everything in between. Yeah. Because we are a united front. We are a team, and we all we got in our business, point blank, period. Period. So, I would definitely say communication. And then, number two, if it's not in either one of our calendars and it's not synced on our calendar that we share, it don't exist. Very true. Listen, it does. Like, Erica is super, super busy, and I'm super, super busy. And so, I'm a very visual person. So, I need to see when Erica's out of town. I need to see when she's supposed to do this. So, for us, making it visual and putting it on our calendar and in our Google Doc, that has um, really, really helped us. And then the last thing I would say is just, me and Erica are friends first. So, I feel like our friendship always comes first regardless. But we know each other well enough to know when we need to pick up the slack for the other person or when to say hey friend like I think we need like we we can chill for a week or two Mm -hmm. for instance like Erica was sick the whole month of November like we were supposed to record we were supposed to do all these things we were supposed to do this content but she literally couldn't and we were just like okay friend like you're sick it's cool like yeah let's just use this month to reset and it wasn't a big deal you know so I think um yeah that's what I think well I think another way in order to maintain our consistency, we have to be accountable 
for what we say we're going to do. Yeah. Because one thing, another thing that is always on the calendar is our creative meetings because we schedule out our content we plan out our content mm-hmm. this is not just waking up on saturday morning and be like oh uh, what should we post on monday no mm-hmm. we schedule this stuff out and that actually makes it a little easier on us but in order to schedule those things out we have to have a creative meeting on what our blog topics are going to be for the month yeah. what our podcast is going to be for the month like we have to plan these things out so that makes it a little bit more helpful maintaining your consistency when you use tools that will help you schedule your content or um, making sure you have your calendar so you can always have those I mean if it's not two of y'all but just making sure you regroup on your brainstorming ideas to keep that content flowing yeah because if you just oh well November ended and I just don't know what we're gonna do for December like you should already be thinking proactively to make sure that you have something in place for December otherwise you won't be consistent yeah but yeah rare instances like Shelby was just saying like I was physically wasn't able to record and so it was like okay we literally have no choice it's not that we aren't consistent because we have so much content to repurpose yeah so that helps us maintain our consistency but balancing lord (laughs) that is so hard and so difficult I don't even I don't think I I don't I don't even think I believe in balance anymore it's yeah I think I believe in prioritizing yeah and I think for us that we just have to take it really month by month by month and week by week and sometimes you know day by day but I think what makes us able to be consistent and to prioritize or balance or whatever you want to say is that we're both me and Erica are very are both very intelligent hard-working ambitious people but we're also very dependable people like we're the type of people like we gonna get it in all like at all costs you know mm-hmm. what I mean so I think that that allows us to be consistent I think that we can really tell when we can push through and get it done and i think we can really tell when okay we need to pull back let's pull back and repurpose this yeah but i think it's really important to have a really good foundation personally with your business partner or your friend because i think that me and erica are able to be so consistent i think we're able to do so much and to move like we move and to do what we do because we have a really good strong foundation and a really good strong friendship and we've learned each other's weaknesses we've learned each other's strengths and we've learned when we both you know need to pick up the slack i think a part of being consistent especially if it's not if it's more than you is being a team yeah we can be consistent because we can swap out some of the weight we Mm -hmm. can rely on each other we can double team we can do this and do that and since like you were saying we're friends first and partners um a cool thing about being able to quote unquote balance all of this is that number one when we are having our social life sometimes we incorporate some of those things into our brand yeah we do and so that actually is cool and that's a goal of ours because we in order to determine what you want to pull back on you just have to know your goals and like what you want to improve on with your brand so one of the things we said is to kind of open up more as who we are as friends to our to our followers and our listeners and so with that it's like okay well let's pull back on this yeah because you can't you can't do it all and say you balancing yeah just i had to learn that from my personal journey is that yeah erica you're saying you're killing it you're working you're doing your blog you're, you're doing all this but you're not resting yeah so that's not balance. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think it's just you have to decide what are your goals and then determine what you can pull back on yeah. if you want to push forward something else. I agree. And then just to kind of piggyback off what you said, another part of the thing, and that's being consistent and us doing everything that we do, is like one goal that I have for Eric and I to do, at least quarterly, but we do it way more now, is that we have to take time to just be friends. Yeah. To just <clears throat> kick it as friends. No business, no work. Yeah. No nothing. And I think for us that really, really helps because Erica's super busy. I'm super busy. She's working on things. I'm working on things. Life is kicking her ass sometimes. Life's <laughs> kicking my ass. But I think when we can go and kick it and laugh and dance and turn up or watch movies or be silly, like that allows us to reset and refocus. And that's important. And once we learned how to do that, that has been a game changer. Um there was a time that me and Erica got so burnt out. We were pushing out content, pushing out content, pushing out content. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, we um, got burnt out. Yeah. And we're both very creative type of people. You can ask Erica. I text her all times of the day at work when I'm supposed to be working saying, Erica, we need to do this. Erica, what do you <laughs> think of this? Erica, we need to go to this event. Erica, can we go here? Erica, can we do this? And she mm-hmm. does the same. 
And I, we didn't have an idea. And I said, and we came up with this idea. And we literally did a staycation in Dallas. It was the best thing mm-hmm. that we ever did. And I'm trying to get her to do another one. So I know. That, that was very, very important. And to... it just allowed us to reconnect. It allowed us to be friends. And it allowed me also to, like, be a good friend. And to listen to her. And to support her. Mm-hmm. And to ask what she needed from me. But not on a business level. But as a friend. And I promise you, like, we didn't talk about work. We didn't talk about the brand. We didn't talk about nothing. We came back, a, we came back like, a week later, like, swinging. Yeah. And, it, and that helped. Because we yeah. were able to reset. And so, another thing that kind of I struggle with is maintaining consistency is trying to balance work yeah like you want to put like I personally want to put 110 percent into my passion yeah but I'm not doing that because it's not realistic because I have so much responsibility in my work that pays my bills listen so it's like how do you come up with how are you going to like sometimes I feel bad when I'm not able to pull some of the weight because I'm like I literally can't because I have a responsibility to get this check to make sure my roof is over my head (laughs) you know so it's like if if one side is getting more than the other and it's like I'm not able that's the beauty of having a partnership but for me personally I'm like how can I maintain a consistent like I'm making sure that this isn't always in deficit or yeah you know I'm giving too much to work like I think, you know what, I think some, I'm just going to be honest, like, I think that that's inevitable. I think there are going to be times when you pull a lot of the weight, and I think there are going to be times where I pull a lot, like, a lot of the weight. And I think I've talked about this before, but I remember when um, I finished, I was finishing up grad school, and you can ask Erica, I had a total total meltdown. Went pretty. Um, Your girl was, I'm real, like, dramatic, if you don't know. (laughs) But I was, no, I was, like, real life, I was real, real stressed. And, like, we, the year that I got my master's degree and I graduated in December, that's the same year that we started our brand. And I just remember that I was supposed to be doing some stuff. And I was like, Erica, like, I literally, like, and I'm the type of person, like, I will get it done. I will do anything that I can do. Like, I try to be very, I really pride myself on being very dependable and reliable to people that I love and that I care about. But I literally could not I did not have the bandwidth or the mental width because I had to I had to finish my paper mm-hmm. I had to finish my capstone I had to pass I yeah. had to put together a presentation and like I kid you not Eric was like you do what you gotta do and I'm gonna hold it down she she did that plus she helped me with my presentation she listened to my presentation she hyped <laughs> me up and I think that we're able to do what we do, like I said, and be consistent because, like I said, we're friends first. And I think just to go back to your point, it's like there are going to be times when you pull a lot of the weight and there are going to be times when I pull a lot of the weight, but I don't take it personal because, like, I know that there are certain seasons at work where she's really busy. Mm-hmm. And then she knows that there are certain seasons in my life where I'm super busy and she has to pull the weight. But I think for both of us, like, we both had to learn how to ask for help. Yeah, that's the thing. We both, I, like... I hate asking prep. Like, I'm petty. I will sit there on YouTube and try to figure it out. But I've had yeah. to learn how to, and, like, we're so busy. I've had to be, like, sometimes, like, Erica, I don't, I don't got nothing. I, I can't write anything. I have writer's blog. She'd be like, oh, cool. I'll figure something out. Yeah. And so I think that was that was the key is just um, being able to, that's, that's the thing about a partnership because you're able to rely on each other. Yeah. And so I just think it's, maintaining the balance is you have to figure it out every step of the way like it's not like yeah. oh do this and you'll be balanced for life there's like, not no. like a set plan <laughs> there's like, not. you can read all the books you can listen to all the podcasts you mm-hmm. can get all the advice that you yes. want but like everybody is different and i really think yeah. that in your um in your life and on your journey you got to do what works for you but you always but you also have to be willing to adjust yeah and i think a lot of people don't adjust and i think that's what they mess up yeah that's true that was really great. That's why they call it the journey. Listen, well, that's why we call it the journey. <laughs> so, okay, let's move on to our next segment, which is mentor moment. Okay, so this segment is when we read one of our listener letters that Ooh. was submitted to us, and then we're going to give our amazing advice. <laughs> oh, I got a lot to say about this. <laughs> so I will read the, um, the letter. So it says, Dear Erica and Shelby, my friends don't celebrate with me on my achievements like I thought that they would, girl. Uh, you don't say girl, but... Um, That's what you said. <laughs> and it gets to me a lot of the times and discourage, discourages me from moving forward with what I'm pursuing because I'm disappointed that I don't have the same support 
support from people that I give so, so much support to. How, I am not sure how to handle this. Can you help me? Okay, so I got a lot of things to say. But, okay, I'm going to say this. I feel like you're always valid in feeling how you feel. Yeah. And I don't think you should ever tell anybody how not to feel. So I feel like you're valid in feeling disappointed or upset that your friends don't support you or don't clap for you. But I've had to realize in my personal life that I think a certain type of way. And I am a certain type of way. And I think really big, I ask big, I work big, and I do all those things. But I feel like the average person doesn't. The average person is really conditioned to go to work, work nine to five, pay their bills, get married, have kids, and live a very basic life. Yeah. And I think that as we go on our journeys and we do these different things and different things like that, we expect everybody to understand and to see our vision, and they don't. And sometimes when our friends and our family don't support us like we think they should or they or they would or different things like that, we get really upset. But it's nothing personal because they don't understand it. They don't get it. One thing that I think you're going to have to learn and that I had to learn, it don't matter if nobody clapped for me as long as I clap for myself. Yeah. Like, I had to learn how to hype myself up. I had to learn how to encourage myself. I had to learn to tell myself that you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're smart, and you're going to get this done. Because I'm going to tell you, once you start succeeding and people start seeing how you're doing, they're like... the. The claps will come, but we forget that in the beginning, we don't hear no claps. Nobody's hyping us up. Nobody's yeah. clapping for us. Nobody's encouraging us because they don't get it. Like, for me, it don't matter who don't believe in me. As long as God got me and I know that I'm supposed to do it and you know that we're supposed to do it, I do not care who claps for me. And I had to stop taking it personal from people that don't understand my vision and for people that are very, very small-minded. I had a conversation with a friend, and um, we were talking about how because we're from a very small town. And so we were just kind of talking about how, like, people don't, that we know or, or different things like that, and family members sometimes, they don't really understand the life that we're trying to build or the things that we're going after. And I said that to say that, like I said, it's okay to feel how you feel, but I think you got to, I think you got to, this is going to sound maybe harsh, but you got to toughen up. Yeah, Because at the end of the day, when you're on your journey, like, it's just, sometimes it's just you and God grinding it out until yeah. you can get the glory. It is, and I think that, yes, it's very important. You got to clap for your damn self. You just do. And I think, okay, to be honest, it's very hurtful when the people that you support all the time, you show up to their things, you purchase their products, you like their stuff, you share their things, and you don't get that reciprocated to you. That is very hurtful. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to make sure you don't rely on validation from other people that part because like you said one thing people are not going to understand what you feel like you should be doing but um when you are validated by your faith that makes sense like you know this is what you're supposed to do then you don't need to ask 25 people is this a good idea yeah and i i'm that person i rather just you know, tell y'all what's up when it's done. <laughs> then be like, what do you think about this or this or this? Like, I I don't want to rely on people because sometimes they're not going to care enough to understand. And some people are that, I can't stand when some people try to discourage you from doing something that they've never even tried to do themselves. Listen. So don't come to me saying, well, why would you want to do that? Like, this is, like, have you done anything besides bag them groceries at Kroger's? Like, I'm done. I mean, there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying, like, don't Somebody try to. Somebody has t- to bag them. <laughs> don't, I do, because they don't be having them people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will bag my own groceries too. Like. I hate that though. Okay, that's totally out topic, but I'm just saying, like, people that have never even tried to go for their dreams will try to discourage you from going from yours so I think that um, the way to handle this is to kind of shift your focus on it don't focus on who's not supporting you focus on supporting yourself sometimes it it is frustrating when you feel like you have no support Yeah. but maybe just look at if you're using your social media, maybe follow supportive pages because I honestly believe that that you can, God will just send you a message through yes. something that or somebody said, yes, or have a person say, "Keep going. I don't know you, but you're doing a great job." Because sometimes you'll get the most support from people you don't even know. Yeah, and I think it's really important to like on your journey, whatever you're doing or whatever you're going through, is to like be around people like that. Because, like you said, like sometimes you get the most support from people that you don't know. So sometimes when you join organizations or clubs or or network or you get a mentor that's in that thing, like sometimes you have to get that encouragement from somebody that gets what you're going through. Yes. Because like a lot of times, a lot of people don't 
get it. I think we've been fortunate to have people that, you know, support us and encourage us and different things like that. But sometimes even I feel like when we first started out, people were very supportive, but they were like, okay, like what y'all doing? Like, how is this going to work? Now, when they started to see the vision and they started to see what we were doing and what we were working on, like the support came. But I do feel like we had to clap for ourselves. In the very, very beginning. We did. Because me and Erica just popped up like, okay, it's September. We're here. Boom, we got a brand. Yeah. Nobody knew. And I would just encourage this person who wrote us to never stop pursuing what you're trying to pursue. Regardless. Because I honestly think that you don't even know who you could be inspiring by what you're trying to pursue. Because somebody's always watching you. Yes. And, and... I just don't think, just don't rely on claps from other people. Yeah. Because the the more you pursue, the more you grow, there's going to be people that love you. There's going to be people that don't care. There's going to be people that yeah. hating on you. Yeah. That's always going to be <laughs> a thing. Yeah. So don't think everybody's going to be like, oh my gosh, you did a great job. Like, no. that would be nice to hear. Everybody want to hear that. Everybody want to have a pat on the back. But yeah. you got to pat yourself on the back. Listen, that part right there. So... I think that's just how you should handle it is just keep on pursuing yeah. and and focus on the people that are actually, it could be strangers yeah. that actually are supporting you and um, just clap for your damn self. Yeah, and I think you have to celebrate your wins along the way, even if it's by yourself. I think yes. that's really important. I think that's a really good way to stay encouraged too. Yes. So if any of you listening out there, you have a question that you want us to answer or you want our take on, email us at all things melanin tv at gmail.com or slide in our dms on instagram at all things melanin underscore underscore this is random every time you say all things melanin i just hear adrian's like (laughs) shout out to adrian butler y'all download his music he is a dope christian music artist yes we got to get him on the show yes we do adrian hit us up slide in the dm okay (laughs) so um, we're going to leave you guys with our words of encouragement. So this segment comes from Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So let me read that again. Cause I always read that. Yeah. But I can do all things, not yeah. some things, not a little bit of things, right? not half of the things, mm-hmm. not a tiny bit, not all a bit. things. Yes. All things melanin. All (laughs) All things through Christ who strengthens me. So we want to use this time to like encourage you to go further. Yeah. And dream bigger. Because I know for me personally, I feel like I've been dreaming too small. Because this whole past year, I've looked at, you know, some of my personal goals that I've written down. And I'm like, why you, why you wouldn't you go bigger than that? Listen. Why do you think you can only get this? Yeah. So... So when you really know that God, you can do all things through Christ, yeah. then you wouldn't, you, your mindset would be bigger. You would want to go further. You would want to dream bigger. So I think my challenge definitely for 2020 is to dream bigger yeah. and not limit myself because that's all I can see myself achieving. Yeah. So write down those big goals, the ones that scare you. Yeah. And really believe that you can do all things. Yeah. So... I definitely agree with you, and I'm gonna piggyback off everything you just said. Okay, I agree girl. with everything you just said, <laughs> but I think, I think for me, like I have really, really been playing small, just period, in mm-hmm. all areas of my life. And when I turned 27, like I kid you not, I was telling Erica, like it's like something like in the universe shifted, like something changed, and like I've been playing small and I've been making excuses about what I can't do, what I'm not going to do, why I can't have this, why I can't have that, and why I can't do that. And I had to sit back and think like God put the desires in my heart and he knows my, he knows my desires from, from the most simple thing to the most complex thing. So if God can give me desire, like why can't I do it? Because I'm putting my faith in my job. I'm putting my faith in man. I'm putting my faith in things that can't help me. I need to put my faith in God because he can do each and everything that he has put into my mind and i'm telling y'all playing small for me is canceled period yes, canceled like playing small is canceled dumbing myself down for somebody yes. is canceled dimming my light is canceled done not being a boss chick is canceled done, like done. i just feel <laughs> like god has god has so much in store for me that 
I'm supposed to do and that I'm going to do. Like, my purpose is bigger than me. But I feel like I've been playing small because I've been scared. Yeah. And recently, like, I had, a, I had a, a, a conversation with a friend. And, like, he really, really, like, encouraged me to, to play big and to go big and to pray and to go after things and to do things and different things like that. And for me, like, I'm a very ambitious person. But I'm a very, like... I'll question it person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And God didn't call me to question what he told me to do. He called me to do what he told me to do. So I just want to encourage you that if you've been having doubts or you're scared or you've been playing or you've been playing small, like sis, bro, whoever you are, it, them, everybody. <laughs> like we're not, de- we're not doing this and we're not waiting no. to 2020 to do it. We're starting no. right now on this date. We yes. are not playing small. We are going after our dreams yes. and our visions because we only get one life to live this life. Yeah. And I just pray that when I get to the end of my life and I face God, that I gave him everything that I had, that I didn't have, that I don't have any talents left. I don't have any light left. I don't right. have anything of this world left in me because I gave it all I had. Exactly. And I just want to encourage somebody to do the same. Like just because your mama didn't do it, do it and boo boo them didn't do it. And Sarah, Casey, Jeanette, Josephine and everybody else. Who and your daddy is them, I've been making up names for people. Like just because they didn't do it doesn't mean that you can't do it. That's and I think true. sometimes we get into this place that, Oh, my mama them didn't do it. Or they said that I can't do it. It doesn't matter. No, it They're doesn't. not you. They don't have your vision. God gave you all of these visions. God gave you all these visions and all these dreams to do what he called you to do. And I'm just trying to tell y'all, we ain't playing small and we starting today. Thank Point blank you. In the period. period. Well, on that note, Pastor, <laughs> we're having an altar call. Come get some prayer. <laughs> we have to pray over you now. No, but seriously, everyone, just bow your head, close your eyes, unless you're driving. What we Sway do? with it. Sway with it. Okay. So, dear God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we just want to thank you for your word. And we thank you for this day, and we thank you for every listener that has tuned in today. And we pray that anything that we have said has resonated with them. And we just want to encourage them to go further and to dream bigger and to stop playing it small and stop doubting themselves and stop questioning, will this happen? Can this happen? Why wouldn't this happen? And to let things go that have failed in the past. And I pray in Jesus' name that they know that they can literally do all things through Christ. And that you will show them plain and clear what they are supposed to do, where they are supposed to go, and how they are supposed to do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.